Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning and welcome, friends, and a very happy Merry Christmas Eve 2020. Who knew we'd make it here? We have made it here. We are so excited that it's actually Christmas Eve in 2020. Welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. And thank you for joining us. And as a reminder, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Again, that's contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. If you have a story you'd like to tell, a miracle that's happened in your life, please reach out to me. We would love to hear that. Today we have a really exceptional show. As I tell you, every week we have great people on, but this guest is a little bit tender to my heart. We're going to talk today about miracles and the recent miracle that happened in the life of my sister, Melanie. A lot of you that know me followed her story, and I'm so happy that she was willing to come on and share this. So miracles come in all different forms. Sometimes they don't play out the way we think that they should, and other times they play out in ways that are beyond anything we can even remember or recognize. And Melanie's story is going to amaze you. It will strengthen your faith in God's love for his children, and he will strengthen your hope. And we know that there's a lot of people out there that that have tragedies and things happen in their lives and it doesn't turn out the way that they think that it should but there's always a reason I feel this is my words there's always a reason for everything and I'm so grateful to have my sister here with us because it it was a very good choice that she may not have been here a while ago and I really want you guys to buckle up and listen to this awesome show make sure you have some tissues handy because you're going to be wanting them I know that every time I start to talk about this and and visit with her I end up crying also i want you to make sure you have a pen and a paper handy we are going to take questions if you would like to call in so i'm going to give you that number if you would like to call in and ask melanie any questions that her the number you're going to call in is 1-866-472-5791 again 1-866-472-5791 and we'll get to those calls as soon as we can so now I'm going to introduce you to my wonderful, beautiful sister. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what she has done in her life, and then we're going to turn it over and let her tell her miraculous story. Again, Melanie, thank you for joining us. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're alive. But I'm so glad you're here on the show <laughs> with you. us. So Melanie, it's really hard to believe that her heart stopped when she was driving down the freeway at 80 miles an hour crazy and thankfully her daughter was able to take control of the car she was sitting next to her her kids were in the back her daughter was able to take control of the car through through a series of harrowing things she was able to get the car stopped and what af happened after that is just absolutely astounding and there are just miracles that happen beyond miracles here and we we as a family are so grateful for all the different things and her story has touched so many lives and i'm just really grateful that she's here um you can get on our website and access her story online that was done on the news 
She's got amazing things. So as we get going, we're going to tell you a little bit about a book that she has already written. And it's not the book that sh that is about this story, but it is also about, um, as you're going to find out, she was a teacher for over 25 years. She taught elementary students and they all loved her. The thing about Melanie is everywhere she goes, everybody falls in love with her. And to be able to touch these beautiful children's lives for 25 plus years, she that was her story of, of her book, first book, which is called Lessons Learned from the Starfish, Lessons I Learned from the Starfish. And I want you, while you've got your pen and paper right there, if you would like to contact Melanie that's going to be at swell s-w-e-l-l swell mel at cable one.net and she will have her books for sale she wants to make sure people know this is not why she's on here <laughs> but you will not have a better read and she's got a second book coming out about this tragedy and miracle that happened in her life and you're going to want to get on that email list so again swell mel you have to know that was our dad's nickname for her swell mel s-w-e-l-l-m-e-l swell mel at cable one.net and we'll be sharing that a little bit more so we want to go ahead and jump right into this story again if you have got any questions get in the queue and that is 1-866-472- 5791. Now, with all that done, I'm going to introduce you to my beautiful sister, Melanie Parrish Anderson, and I want her to tell the story. And I have to remember, she was unconscious for most of it. <laughs> so those, those of us that are around were able to, I wasn't, I was in California when I got that horrid call. Anyway, so she's been able to piece things together with all these wonderful, wonderful people. And here goes her story. Melanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm a little nervous. My, my little sister, Stephanie, is amazing at um, being in front of the public, and I am kind of a more behind-the-piano kind of girl, so <laughs> this is kind of nerve-wracking. And on that note, she is the best accompanist around, so for <laughs> our, my, my whole life while I was singing, she was accompanying, so let, letting me have the spotlight in front, and she was always yes. the support system in the back. True so that. now it's all about her today. No, that's what I'm a little nervous about. So um, I do feel very lucky, um, very blessed for the experience that I had. And this is my second Christmas being able to actually have a Christmas because of the details that happened. So I had actually been in heart failure and um, I wasn't able to teach for a couple of months, which broke my heart, but like literally. And then I was able through medication and I worked with the amazing doctors at the University of Utah and they were able to get me stabilized. And um, for those of you that are um, medical people, my ejection fraction in my heart was 13 um, and I was able to get it up into the 40s. Most people's, your ejection fraction is 55 to 60. So, but I was able to get it up in the 40s. I was able to go back to school and teach, which is, oh, I love, love, love being a teacher. And so I had finished the 2019, I'd finished the first semester. I'd finished the last semester of school. And I was doing great and everyone expected full recovery. And 
I had flown to um, Illinois to meet my new granddaughter and things were going great. And the 22nd of June, 2019, I had gone to pick up my daughter, Kimberly, um, in, in Lavish. She was at a family reunion with her kids. So my daughter's 34 and my granddaughter, Adria, is seven. And my grandson, Deacon, is two. And all four of us were in the car. They were, we were all seat belted and strapped in. I was driving and as we passed Pocatello, we waved to my husband and um, not really, like just pretending. Um, we were headed to Boise, to Meridian where Kimberly lives to watch her other daughter, Brenna in Frozen, her first singing part. Um, talented, talented little girl. So we were driving along. I remember stopping at the rest area because I stop at all rest areas, <laughs> um, which you do when you have heart, heart things. Anyway, um, and I remember pulling out of the rest area. We were right close to Twin Falls. That's the last thing I remember until the next day. What happened Kimberly was talking on the phone to her husband, Zach, and she noticed that the car was drifting off the shoulder of the road to the left, and she turned and looked at me, and I was slumped over the wheel because I was unconscious, and she just started, Mom, Mom, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, we're going off the road. What are you doing? Now, keep in mind, her husband is on the phone. She drops the phone and grabs the steering wheel to bring us back onto the freeway, which she did. She slightly overcorrected, so we were traveling diagonally down the freeway, kind of scarring the, the freeway. Um, and we went then into the median which we hit a pretty big jolt into the median enough that it knocked the bumper free on the sides, but it did not fall off, thank goodness, or it would have popped the wheels. Anyway, we went through the median and into oncoming traffic on the other side of the freeway. So the eastbound traffic and the fact that there were no cars in that is one of the busiest places in Idaho. I, I still, to this day, cannot believe we did not hit anyone. We didn't anyway, say miracle. <laughs> miracle, for sure. And then she was able to turn the wheel again, so we were traveling with traffic. But then we went back into the median, and some by some crazy miracle, we were able to stop the car. What's, she was able to stop the car. What's so funny about that is later when they came to pick the car up, it was still in drive and never even got put into park. So somehow... That was an amazing miracle. And so keep in mind, her husband, Zach, had heard the whole accident. He could hear the kids screaming. He could, I mean, I can't even imagine that poor oh, guy. Terrifying. He was traveling from Salt Lake to Boise. So he was actually about 30 minutes behind the accident. So he was coming towards us, which was hugely. Another miracle. Yes. He's a wonderful man, but he was able to get to the hospital and help with the kids, which was awesome. So as soon as the car was stopped, 
Of course, Kimberly was in shock and trying to breathe. She immediately checked to make sure her children were okay. And since they were both screaming, she figured that they were good. Well, right after that, three men ran up to the car and said, how can we help? What can we do? How can we help? And um, that in itself is phenomenal to me. I just, I can't believe these kind and wonderful men. So one of them went to the door that Kimberly was in. The other two ran to the other side and Kimberly told them, my mom's been having heart problems. She passed out and they opened the door and took me out of the car, put me on the ground. One of them mentioned, because Kimberly was like, you might need to give her CPR. I don't think she's alive. I mean, she was just in this terrible panic. And one of the gentlemen says, I'm a nurse. I've got this. And they just- Another took, miracle. <laughs> yeah. They just took over my care um, while Kimberly cared for her kids. The funny thing, she actually had called 911 and they put her on hold, which was kind of funny because apparently so many other people had called that they couldn't take all the things. I thought we just thought that was kind of interesting that a person in the accident couldn't get through. But anyway, wow. wonderfully kind, good Samaritan people stopped and called. I guess they got a lot of calls for it. Um, so while I was on the ground, I guess they turned me on my side and then I stopped breathing. And so then they gave me CPR. And I want to talk about the gentleman that saved me later because I didn't know about him until uh, about a couple months later. But um, so I guess, and I don't know if you know very much about CPR, but he gave me five reps of a hundred which is exhausting if you've done it. So he, he did CPR on me for 10 minutes. It's a really deep CPR. I'm sure you're going to yes. tell him what's happened with during that. Experience. Yeah, that was, that was something. Anyway, um, but um, then the policeman got there, Soonji Bunderson and Austin Daniels got there. And they were, I guess, the first to arrive and, uh, Officer Benderson took over CPR to give Craig a, a break, and um, Officer Daniels helped with the kids um, and helped with Kimberly and tried to find out what happened. And I was just super, super impressed with them. And then about three or four minutes after that, the EMTs arrived, and uh, Rock Creek Fire Department came, and also the county fire department came, which meant two ambulances came and a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> Thank and, goodness. Yeah. Well, the, the um, EMTs at Rock Creek, they ended up shocking my heart with a defibrillator twice while I was still on the ground. They, they were trying to find life flight. And I guess the, the life flight in Twin Falls was gone and Pocatello's had just been, had just returned and was not cleaned yet. And Boise, they thought was too far away. So the decision was made to just take me to St. Luke's in Twin Falls. 
which they did. And I guess as they put me in the ambulance, my heart stopped again. So they shocked me again and just said, just get her to the hospital, get her to the hospital. Um, I guess when I arrived at the hospital, they did not think that I was going to make it. It was a code, whatever, something. Um, but there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about that I'm so impressed with. One of the things was in the accident, um, I guess this is, a pro this is protocol, but I did not know this. One officer was put in charge of making sure that the kids were okay, that the kids stayed safe. That was so impressive to me. Yeah. Well, with Kimberly and tried, and of course, Kimberly was very, very shaken <laughs> and just trying to manage everything. Somebody else took charge of her children, which I thought was so amazing. And they put them in the back of the other ambulance and just made sure that they were safe and okay. Um, in this time, Kimberly called my husband, Kevin, who was in Pocatello at the time and said, can you come, come right now? Of course, he was, it, he was distraught, was his word. And he put on his shoes, grabbed a bottle of water, jumped in the car and headed towards Twin Falls. Um, and he was very, very upset. He was, oh, so concerned. He was, oh man, I just, I don't want to lose her. Please don't, please don't let her die. Okay, Melanie, I'm going to have to cut you off for just a minute. Can you hear me? We're going to yeah. take a break. Um, so we're going to, that's a perfect place to stop because the next <laughs> section, I know it goes so fast, doesn't it? So if yeah. any of you have a, have a question or want to call in, if we can get to them, we will. And that is 1-866-472-5791. You do not want to miss any more of this story. Stay tuned with us. Come on back. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. How do you sort through the overwhelming information on diet and exercise to figure out what is real and what will work? You've heard the term no pain, no gain, but is that really true? How do you get into shape? How do you fit healthy eating into your life? Listen for Pain-Free Day with Joshua Cohen, where you'll learn how to eat right and how to exercise pain-free. Eat intelligently, exercise smarter, and see big results. Tune in to Pain-Free Day every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are so happy to have you here. I have got one of my favorite people in the whole world. This is my big sister, Melanie, and she's telling her story. We're so excited that, one, she's alive here with us and able to spend Christmas with us, and she's got a great story. We do have some people on the line, so just hold tight. We're going to have Melanie finish telling her story from when she got to the hospital, and then we'll be happy to bring calls on. So go ahead, Mel. Okay, so... um I, I went, when I got to the hospital, I don't think that they thought I was going to live. One of the kind of funny things about this story is my car was not drivable. And so we're, they were trying to figure out how to, what to do with Kimberly and the kids. So they actually put them in the back of the other ambulance. So I went in one ambulance and and Kimberly and her seven-year-old and her two-year-old went in the other ambulance. Well, when the seven-year-old Adria got in the ambulance, she put her seatbelt on because I guess there was a a jump seat that had a seatbelt. Well, Kimberly and Deacon didn't, they just sat on the bench and they said, you know, and Adria's like, mom, you got to get your seatbelt on. Oh, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Anyway, so they the ambulance speeded to the hospital and I guess as they turned the corner from the freeway to get to the hospital, um, Kimberly and Deacon did a head over heel somersault into the, um, the side of the ambulance. Oh my gosh. Uh, and of course, Adrian's like, see, you should have put your seatbelt on. So as after that harrowing, crazy accident, their only bumps and bruises were from the ambulance, right? <laughs> um, um, it was so great because then Kimberly got to the hospital. She was trying to deal with the kids and me and what should we do? Should we pronounce her dead? What do you, what do you want to do? You know? Um, and luckily her husband, Zach got there and he was able to take the kids, which took a yeah. lot of stress off of Kimberly. And he's just a great guy. And Kimberly said, let's wait till Kevin, her husband gets here before we do anything. So just treat her like she's going to live. And so they did, they tried to, they piled ice on me to, cause my brain was swelling. They did some tests. I had no brain activity and um, I was definitely being kept alive on a ventilator. And anyway, it was, it was pretty dire. Then um, Kevin arrived about 70 minutes later and to quote Kimberly, he came in all happy and hopeful <laughs> and he was just, he was just like, she's not going to go. She's going to, she's going to survive. She's supposed to survive this. So he, I'm giving her a blessing and, and he, so he laid his hands on my head, gave me a priesthood blessing and said, you are going to fully recover and you're going to walk out of the hospital. And, and uh, everything kind of changed after that. Um, The doctor's, 
came back in and the, or they're okay, we're saving this girl. And um, I was pretty out of it for a long time, but they did everything that they possibly could do. And so this accident happened around, um, I think, I think Kevin got to the hospital around five o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm telling you, this guy is a miracle in my life because yeah. he is just a calming, you know, cheerleader. And he stayed by my side the whole time and was talking to me and come on, come on, Melanie, you're going to do it. Wake up and talk to me. Come on. And um, what's so funny is my whole time of teaching as I would sit and um, correct papers or write lesson plans or all these things that teachers do, my feet are always flexed as I'm sitting in my chair. My feet are flexed. That's how I concentrate. Well, as soon as he walked in the emergency room, he noticed that my feet were flexed and Mm -hmm. I was totally out. And so he, of course, thought, well, okay, she is in there. And um, so the whole time he talked to me, talked to me, and then um, everybody, my, my sister Leslie came and my, my best friend Ann and her husband and Hal, they all came and everyone was there to support Kevin. And the doctors just kept saying, if she wakes up, it will be 24 to 36 hours. And you've got to be prepared. There, has, there is going to be some damage. Um, and Kevin was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, I think I think I want to interject right here because, you know, we all love Kevin and he never for one second gave up hope ever. And he's like, nope, sorry. This is this is how it's going to be. I know my wife. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and he said on his way to Twin Falls, he was saying very intense prayers. And finally, he just said, you know what, Heavenly Father, your will be done. This is between you and Melanie it's up to you. And he just said a huge calming feeling came over him that I was going to be okay. And so when he gave me the blessings, blessing, he just said, put the, put the words in my mouth that will help her. So when he said I would walk out of the hospital, it was a shock to everyone that could. Everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. um, So they, they said I would not be conscious if I came back at all, it would be several, several hours. So um, Kevin sat with me all night long. And at 1234 in the morning, one, two, three, four, I opened my eyes. And he, I knew you were in there. He says, there you are. Where have you been? You know, anyway, and <laughs> I, everybody, in fact, the nurse, I guess, um, just, this is a miracle, Melanie. This never happens. This never happens. And <laughs> it was so poignant because I guess as Kimberly was leaving the hospital a couple of hours earlier, Kimberly had been strong. She hadn't cried. She just, I mean, she's just this an amazing woman. I'm so, yeah. her. but one of the things she said to the nurse was, I wish, I wish she could have known my mom. I wish she could have known her. Mm-hmm. And so then this nurse got to, meet me, which was really awesome. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So they took all the, they took all the breathing tubes out and they said, we still don't know how much damage there's going to be. And um, anyway, so 
the next day, I guess I was talking. Um, I had no short-term memory. I People said that I told the same stories over and over and over again, which is, but I was really impressed with all of the people at St. Luke's in Twin Falls. They were amazing. They decided that I was going to need to get a defibrillator pacemaker put in my heart. And they asked Kevin where I wanted to go. And I had been working with the doctors at University of Utah. So they life-flighted me there. Um, Kimberly. Which was another miracle and that whole thing that they were able to life-flight you and Kimberly. Amazing. Yes, Kimberly. Um, the only thing I remember about Sunday at all was waking up on the airplane and thinking, oh, there's carpet on the wall. <laughs> That's interesting. And then... Um, seeing Kimberly and Kimberly saying, you're going to be okay, mom, something like that. And I remember thinking, oh, good. Why do I need to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything after that. Um, so I got to Salt Lake. Bless her heart. Kimberly flew with me and didn't bring her phone charger or her purse or it was just such a sudden thing. Um, so we got to Salt Lake. The next thing I remember was Monday when my son Jordan and his wife Victoria walked into my hospital room and I said, why are you guys are supposed to be in Illinois? Am I dying? <laughs> um, and thank goodness, um, my kids' dad flew them in from Illinois and it was so good for, oh, so wonderful. So anyway, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they nursed me back to health. I just, everything was just shocking. They just couldn't figure out they, there was no damage. They couldn't understand that. Nobody happened. goes through what you went through. Yeah. Right. Anyway, on uh, Wednesday morning, they did the surgery, put the defibrillator pacemaker in. Kevin was by my side the whole time. Um, my son, Jordan, gave me a blessing that that would be, that that would go well. Um, I walked out of the hospital Thursday afternoon, um, Unreal. walked out and it's just been, it was, it, I just feel so blessed. The thing that's funny about it was I did not realize how badly I was injured until, um, the next morning, I think Friday morning, I woke up and I could not breathe and I figured, and I had scabs on my chest and I had bruises all over my back and the inside of my leg was burned. And I was just like, wait, I saw what? a car. Yeah. My friend drove my car home. How am I so badly injured? But apparently when you have CPR, so later when I met the police officers and the EMTs, all of them apologized to me for breaking my ribs. I thought that was so funny. I'm like, you, you bet you break whatever ribs you need to break to save my life. And they did an award. They gave awards to the EMT and the police officers. And this was what the funny part of the story was, is they were very gracious because they're superheroes and that's how right. people are. But um, they told me, they said, you know what, Melanie, we, we did our job and we did great, but the person that saved your life was the nurse. And I said, the nurse and Kimberly had mentioned the nurse, but I'm like, I don't know about the nurse. What, what are we talking about? And they said a nurse stopped right after your accident. He is the one that did CPR. He is the one that saved your life. 
And I didn't realize that until about six weeks after the accident. And all they knew about him was that he worked at, at Portniff Medical Center in Pocatello. And I thought, I'm finding this guy. He saved my life. So I went to the new, well, I went to the hospital and they helped me go to the newspaper. And I was able finally to meet this amazing, wonderful man whose name is Craig Lathan, who is my own personal superhero. And <laughs> he's so funny because he's like what you want a superhero to be. You know, he's very like, oh, no, it's just what I do. You know, I just stop if people need help. And his mom told me that he's been like that since he was a kid. Anyway, he he's a remarkable person. Now, Melanie, let's let's take this for a minute. He didn't he thought you had died. Right. He, oh, that was a that was a cool part. His his sister had seen it in the newspaper and she called her mom and she said, they're looking for him. Listen to this story. I think that's Craig. And his mom said, no, that lady died. And um, she said, I think she got better because <laughs> I think this <laughs> is her. So, um, yeah, he had he had thought that I had that I had died after the accident. He just knew my heart had stopped again. So, yeah, that was an awesome surprise for both of us because he thought I died. I didn't know about him. So that was really awesome. Well, and before we, I, I believe Craig, I think might be on here with us. But before we get, um, can we bring Craig on? I believe it's Craig that's on here with us. That's that's waiting on the phone lines. Um, is it, are, Craig, are you out there? Can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Awesome. Okay. Be beautiful. Craig, you can hear us, right? Yep. I can hear you. And this is our Craig Lathan, the hero, right? Yep. <laughs> we are yep. so, so <laughs> grateful for you. I'm not sure how much time we have left, but just hold with us. Stay with us because I want, I want Melanie to tell us how she found out who you were in relation to us. I mean, talk about miracle after miracle after miracle, and you're one of them. And you two, we've only got a few minutes, but I want to, I want to go to break with this story because it is absolutely crazy and amongst everything else about how we found out. Well, you knew how you found Craig, right? I found Craig. Okay. And then tell what happened with our other sister. So my sister Leslie teaches second grade in Preston, and um, she was talking about how I'd influenced her. Well, anyway, uh, she was meeting with the parent of one of her students and they, my accident had come up and this lady said, oh, I know the man. I think that man that saved you, the nurse is related to me. I think it's my, my nephew. And we ended up piecing together that Craig is... Um, Anyway, there's some connection with my cousin Jason lives in Oregon. Anyway, it was really amazing that they come that all these connections came through that yeah, Craig's family. Craig's family. Yeah. What do you say yeah. to that, Craig? Welcome to the family. <laughs> oh, it's a great family to be a part of. I've heard nothing but great things about you guys, so it's an honor. <laughs> Well, we are so, so blessed to have you in our life, and thank you for being there and stopping. And, and yeah. I mean, we, we talked about you guys being the three Nephites, you know, for a long time, <laughs> and then we got a yeah. name to you. Uh, 
we when we finally got a name to you it was amazing so um we've only got just a couple minutes so i don't want to cut your so i want you to stay on yeah, with us no, as we're coming no back worries. from our break and i would love to hear That's your fine. side of of the story because i've never heard your no, side of sure. the story this will be super exciting for me but um again when Melanie, when, when I got the call in California that Melanie's heart had stopped, we had just gotten a call a few hours before that our uncle had passed away. And I thought this was more story from that. When my, my other sister, Allison's like, you need to sit down. I'm like, I, I've already been called. No, you need to sit down. And I'm at a convention in California going, what do I do? Do I fly home right now? Do I fly to Salt Lake? Do I fly to Boise? She was, they, we still didn't know. It was, it was so many prayers went out there and so many, I know Melanie and I've talked about this a lot and we believe in prayer so strongly and the prayers that went out it, amongst people, not even of our religion, not even of our family. There were just thousands and thousands and thousands upon prayers that went out in her behalf and i'll tell you to have the nurse say hey you're supposed to be dead <laughs> how, how come you're waking up you know i mean this is it's just amazing so let's go ahead and go to our break and then i want to come back and bring craig on i want to hear his side of of what happened because this is going to be good for both of us right but before we go i do want to remind you to go to swell mel s-w-e-l-l-m-e-l at cable one.net Get her book. Just reach out to her. Get on the list to get the new book. And we'll talk about that more when we come back. But her book is called Lessons Learned from the Starfish. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. So let's take our break and we'll be back in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. 
And welcome back, everybody. We're so happy to be here. Really quickly, before we get into this last segment, I do want to remind you, swellmel at cable1.net, S-W-E-L-L-M-E-L at cable1.net. Her book is Lessons I Learned from the Starfish. You guys are going to love this. The Starfish are her children she taught in school over the course of these 25 years. As I was saying before, some of her stories are hilarious, and some of her stories of her children are very, very tragic. And you do not want to miss out on that book. It's phenomenal. And she's got another book coming up really quickly. <laughs> and Melanie, we want you really fast to tell what you're – so we, want, we need your help out there as listeners. She's trying to come up with the title of her book. So, Melanie, tell them what their choices are, and then we would like you guys to write in to SwellMel at Cable1.net and give your opinion on which title she should use for this book, since you've listened a little bit to the story. What titles are we working with here? Okay, so my first, my first title that I thought about was after, my, uh, after I woke up, when I talked to my granddaughter, she said, Grandma Melly, I think we just had a miracle about the accident. She was in the car. But then my my um, son-in-law, when they got home to Boise, um, he said in the middle of the night when things were kind of calmed down, he said, you know what, Kimberly, if your mom lives, she's going to love this story. <laughs> so I'm thinking one of those. If your mom lives, she's going to love this story. Or Grandma Melly, I think we had a miracle. <laughs> anyway, one of those. I love it. So, okay. So write into her, give her your opinion and get on the email list for when the book comes out. It's in process. It's going to be fabulous. Okay. Craig, we, are you back with us? Yep. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, beautiful. Thank you. So those of you that are just tuning in, this is our hero. He's the one that was right there when the car, car finally stopped. He pulled Melanie out. He did CPR on her. He saved her life. So we want to hear what your side of this, what's your side of the story? <laughs> we don't know. We haven't heard. Uh, my, <laughs> well, I, I was going to Boise to pick up my girlfriend to go on a date. And uh, I believe it was just outside of uh, Kimberly is where this accident happened. And uh, coming around the corner, I could see a bunch of dust up in the air. And I could remember thinking, well, that's not good. And then as I come around the corner... I saw their, I think it's the Subaru Impreza. Anyways, the car was in the median, and it looked like all the tires had been blown out. And so at first I thought, well, it looked like maybe this had a blown tire. And I was like, I'm just going to keep going, because there was a bunch of people that were already stopped and whatnot. And there was just a lot of panic on the road. And then I was like, well, I I better pull over. And I kind of had this, I mean, this probably happened in a matter of, seconds but it, you know when things get really uh, uh when that adrenaline starts going things kind of slow down and so i had this like debate whether or not i was going to stop but then i definitely had this you know strong impression that <laughs> no you need to stop <laughs> so i pulled over got out and crossed the interstate and what's funny is when i crossed the interstate like there was no traffic whatsoever i could have taken all day to cross and, uh, so I get over there and uh, we get up, to, I get up to Melanie and, um, as I was driving, I remember distinctly seeing Melanie in the driver's seat, it slumped over. And that's right when I had that impression that I needed to stop, you know, I had no choice. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, it was the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit telling me that, you know, <laughs> that I needed to stop. 
So we get over there and we pull her out. And at first she was breathing and she had a pulse. And she was doing, in my opinion, okay right at that time when we pulled her out and got her on the ground. And then I remember her daughter calling on the phone with 911 and her cell phone couldn't hold a charge unless it was plugged in to the the car. And mm-hmm. so I'm like leaning over trying to talk to 911, telling them what was going on and trying to, you know, keep an eye on Melanie. And right when I told them, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a nurse. I think she's okay. I think, you know, I think just get the ambulance here as quick as you can. I remember as soon as I hung up the phone, Agon, uh, Melanie did what we call agonal breathing in the medical profession. And kind of looks like that, that fish out of water when you're gasping for air and just mm. not getting anything. And I just, my gut just dropped. Because here I just told 911 that, you know, she's okay, that she has a pulse. And then I go fill pulse and there's just nothing there. And so mm. I remember in my head, because I'm a nurse, you know, thinking, okay, time to get to work. But we had her in the recovery position, which is laying on her side. That way, if she threw up or anything, you know, we'd have to worry about any of that getting into her lungs or whatever. It's just something that you do. And so I put her on her back and just started doing compressions. And um, I remembered the whole time looking at the two grandkids in the back. And they were just very calm and collected. And... (laughs) I just I just remember that distinctly because I was like, oh, that's you know, that's interesting. What <laughs> those are some well-behaved kids. You don't see that very often, huh? And, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I remember just doing it, and um, I, one of the guys was to my left, and he was coaching me on how to do CPR, and uh, <laughs> I just I was just like. <laughs> Thinking, okay, this is what you know. This is what I do for a living. But I okay, do. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> you know, just like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think if I needed to, I could have switched out with him. But I'm the type that I'd much rather do it right. And so I was right. just going to keep doing it until help arrived. And because uh, I don't know this guy, and I just, you know, you got to do those chest compressions, you know, fast and deep into the appropriate rhythm. And so, um, I do remember when I saw that cop show up, <laughs> how happy I was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he wow. came in and, uh, you know, swapped me out. And then, uh, you know, uh, when the paramedics showed up, you know, I was, I was kind of gassed. I mean, like Melanie said, doing all the compression kind of wears you out. Cause in the hospital, we do compressions for about two minutes before we, we switch out with someone else. And, uh, so I, I was, you know, I, I tell my friends jokingly now, I'm like, you know, I was like, man, where's my oxygen at? <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, but, you know, so uh, the paramedics got on and uh, we hooked up the defibrillator and they started pushing a bunch of, you know, the, the medications that we use. And I remember uh, seeing her rhythm and being like, well, uh, that, that's not good. What's that? Oh, and seeing the rhythm and thinking, oh, that's not good. And then we shocked once and keep going. We go to pulse back, but then it it dropped like, you know, it went bad again. Um, It went into an unsustainable rhythm. 
And so we kept doing what we were doing, and um, then we got rhythm again, and then that's when they put her in the ambulance, and the ambulance took off. And then I remember helping uh, Kimberly and the two grandkids getting into the back of the other ambulance, and they took off. And like I said before, when I crossed the interstate the first time, there was no traffic. But this time when I tried to cross the interstate, the traffic was just terrible. I mean, it was just semi-truck after semi-truck, and it was like rush hour. And so the state police officer, he was still there, and I said, hey, is it okay if I get a ride to my my truck? And so I helped (laughs) him with him. And that's who I told. We were just talking. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a nurse up at Fortnite. And so that's, oh. that's how Melanie figured out that I was I was working over at that Fortnite. And my thing is I just don't want to tell people what I do or who I am because, you know, I just, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things I just, you know, if you something bad happened you. or something. You, you know. don't want Oh, you're a superhero. You want him to think you're Clark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess, you know, Superman doesn't tell everyone he's Clark Kent, right? <laughs> That's right. That's my point. Yep. Yeah. You're amazing. But, I, didn't, I didn't know that that's who you had told. I thought you told. Um, I didn't realize that's who you told about, about who you yeah, were. Yeah. I think I mentioned to the paramedics that I was a nurse, but I didn't tell them. So, Craig, can we, can we fast? Why, you know. Sorry, Craig, can you hear me? Can we fast forward to yeah. when you got that call from your mother and yeah, was told was actually, that she was uh, still alive? Yeah, I was actually on the, a river trip, and I have this uh, G, uh, this Garmin device that allows me to text to the outside world via satellite when I'm in the backcountry. And mm-hmm. so, and, and that's another miracle, I guess, because uh, here I am on uh, the Gates of the Door river trip. And I was helping Idaho State University, C.W. Hogg. It's uh, their, like, uh, special needs outdoor Handicapped. group. Handicapped. And so we were, yeah, what's that? Handicapped people, oh. right? Yeah, handicapped, yep, handicapped, yep. And uh, another miracle. So we're, I was helping them doing a river trip. And we're in the Dinosaur National Monument on the Green River. And it's one of my favorite river trips. And uh, we were at one of my favorite camps. And I'm just sitting there in, you know, what we call God's country. You know, it's just beautiful. And all of a sudden, I get this text on the my inReach from my sister, Ashley. And she's like, hey, I think that lady that you did CPR on survived. And they're looking for you. <laughs> and so that yeah. was, that was a, just made that trip that much more perfect, you know. And uh, my sister was like, is it okay if I tell them that it, it might be you? And I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And then, um, I guess I had like an international manhunt out for me because it was in the <laughs> paper and, you know, all over the place. And so I, when I get back to civilization, I turn on my phone and all of a sudden it's just blowing up. My manager from work is like, Hey, is this you? Is it okay if we tell, you know, that it's you and you know, everybody on Facebook, like, I know that guy, you know, cause I told some people at work that, Oh yeah, you know, I did CPR on this lady. I don't know if she survived or not, blah, blah, blah. And, but like, so everybody was like trying to be the first one to be like, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know? <laughs> and so, no, that was, that was pretty cool. And then uh, getting to meet Melanie and her family and, you know, seeing, seeing the end result of uh, <laughs> a lot of years of uh, work, you know, studying and whatnot. 
And, and that uh, had to have been a miracle for you, Craig, right, too? Because oh, I mean, literally you thought she was gone and what you did saved her life so that all the rest oh, of the people sure. that came into the world, in her world, could do what they needed to do. They weren't just dealing with well, a body. <laughs> you know, and another thing, too, I want to mention is like getting out of Pocatello that day. It was just like everything was just kept getting in my way. Oh, I need to go do this errand. Oh, this, I forgot about this. And it was just like, I was trying to get out of town because I had to go, you know, I was going on a date with my girlfriend, but it was just every time I tried to actually leave, something else would come up that I had to get taken care of. And so, you know, like, I, I think I was just in the right place at the right time by, you know, divine providence, you know. And Well, you know, it's funny uh, that Melanie, you say that because we were talking about that, how, how nothing happens by coincidence. I don't believe that. I think everything happens yeah, for a reason. Yeah. And then to find out that you're actually related to us. I mean, hello, the angels in heaven were placing you at, they were, they were the ones causing it. It's probably my dad oh, yeah. that was putting all that stuff in your oh. way so that you'd be right there when you needed to be there. We are out of time. And I oh, just no. uh, go so fast. Craig, I'd love to invite you back on my show with me. I oh, know sure. I'm so grateful for the first responders and for the doctors and the nurses, and especially this time in, in this world, this crazy world we're going in right now. And I just really, I know that, that the way you did CPR, I know Melanie's like, ah, they broke my ribs, but they had to. You had to keep her alive <laughs> somehow. There's so much more to this story, and we're just running out of time. And uh, just, I want to bring, I want to bring you back on and talk more about this. Melanie, thank you. I know this has been, she was so nervous about doing this, but there, oh, there's so much more, you guys. So get on and get her book as soon as it's available. Get both books. And I'm sure there's parts about Craig in there too and pictures because they did an award for him. And 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 we were just like, who is this person? We need to find this person. And, and, and thank you. And thank you for being on there with us. So, Melanie, we just have enough time. Do you want to say any last words real quick? Sorry, guys. Time goes so fast. I want everyone to have a wonderful Merry Christmas and be so grateful that you can have a Merry Christmas. You are a miracle just being alive and being happy. And I just, and 2021 is going to be an awesome year. Thank you. Be alive and be happy. And that's what this show is all about is hope and health and making sure that you know that you can have that hope. That hope is out there. So don't give up, you guys. Anybody that's having a struggle or having a hard time or going through tragedies, there are there is hope out there. God loves you. He knows you by name. He's there to help you. So ask. And, and thank you, Craig, for being on here with us. We'll get you back on the show again. Again, we're running out of time, so everybody have an absolute Merry Christmas. Melanie, I love you. I'm so glad that you're my big sister. I learn so much from you all the time. And Craig, I'm excited to meet you in person. Thank you for sharing your part of the story. Everybody, take a deep breath. Be grateful for what you have. We are all very blessed. And here come the tears. I knew they were going to come, but here they come. We are so blessed, and I'm so grateful for all of you listening to this show. Please share it with everybody because everybody needs to understand that there is hope. We love you. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. I look forward to 2021. We're going to create some really neat things happening in 2021. Love you all. Merry Christmas. Stay happy and healthy. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. 
Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 